Ukraine has some very odd policy choices. Gee, I wonder why. Be prepared to pay a ton for a car. It seems that Tesla is going to be the cheapest car out in America today if the government decides not to throw Elon Musk in jail. And California continues to F up their state. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you guys had a great day yesterday. You noticed I was off. That's because Jenny received her award. Yes, she received an award for Student of the Month. So we went over and we sat with the mayor of Oceanside with a couple of representatives. Of course, they're all Democrats. I live in California. But it was a very nice ceremony. We went to dinner last night at uh, Crab, the Crab Shack, which was awesome because we all love fish. We had a great time. Uh, and that's why I didn't do my podcast yesterday, which was a huge mistake because there's just a ton I've got to talk about and there's no way I'm getting through it all. Always remember this. Remember this. I know I don't talk. I talk some news, but I don't talk a lot of news and there is a lot of news because I want to focus more on culture than news. Now, culture and news kind of walk hand in hand sometimes. So... When, for example, Joe Biden is in the UN, I may not cover it. And the reason I don't cover it is, one, I'm just not that interested. I'm more interested in some of the stuff that's said on the edges of the UN conversation. But there's a reason I don't really cover it. Because it's just, for me, that's not important. And that's not why, hopefully, you're listening to this podcast. It's all about all the culture stuff that we like to talk about. California, for example. A lot of that's political, but the reality is that affects the culture in California. And so we're going to have a couple stories about California, which is typical. Okay, so so remember day before yesterday, I talked about Russell Brand. And I said, you know something? I want to see what the media is going to do. So Russell Brand has been accused of rape. And he's been accused, one of the one of the accusers, it's actually credible. It sounds like, okay, that's something we should look at, but the gal doesn't want to prosecute because for whatever reason. Again, the media has not interviewed any of these people. This is just stuff that's been talked about. So we're not hearing anything from these four people that are making these accusations. We're only hearing from the media. And I said, I'm not really sure about that. Let's, let's, let's wait and see how the media reacts. Because if the media overly reacts, we can tell this is probably political. If the media is just like, oh yeah, okay, well, there's not a lot of evidence here. There's nothing really to talk about. Then there's nothing to talk about. And it, it probably, it could be true. But here's, the, here's what's happened in the last, YouTube has decided to ban or demonetize Russell Brand. Understand something. These are accusations. They, nothing, has been, nothing has been made public by any of these people. None of this has been... There is no legal action being taken. And a couple of these accusations are almost 20 years old. So they'll be he said, she said kind of things because there's not going to be any evidence. There is one accusation again that sounds pretty credible except the gal is not pursuing legal action she does not want to she she actually did get tested and things she she went to the police she did file a report she did have a rape kit done but she doesn't want to and it, it was within the statute of limitations but she doesn't want to do anything about it. And she's not being interviewed or anything like this. The media just found it. Which means the media is looking. This whole thing looks completely political. Because Russell Brand, who is right of, left of center, he is not a conservative, is not going along, especially when it comes to vaccines, he's not going along with the narratives. So YouTube, for no particular reason has decided to demonetize him. Now, one of the comparisons, and this is a good comparison, is Cardi B. Cardi B has admitted to rape. Cardi B has admitted to stealing from people using sex. And she's not 
demonetized from YouTube. Now, we're not talking there are accusations against Cardi B. I didn't say that. There are no accusations against Cardi B. She admitted to doing it. She went on a, a podcast or a news report and she said she actually drugged men and would have sex with them to steal their shit. She admitted that she snuck in trans people to have threesomes with drugged men. So this is, this is a woman who openly admits to rape, to drugging, raping, and stealing from clients. And I'll use that loosely, John's. But she's not demonetized from YouTube. So this looks completely political. I mean, Russell Brand doesn't have any legal charges on him. Russell Brand, Brand can't even defend himself. The only thing he can say is, yeah, I didn't do that. And that's it. He doesn't know anything else. He can't defend himself anymore. That's it. I can't prove I didn't do something. It, he's stuck in an impossible situation, but that's enough for YouTube. YouTube just needs an accusation. And that's going to be the big question in the future. I mean, who else is going to get demonetized simply because someone accuses someone of something? How long is it going to be? Someone accused, I mean, someone accused Matt Gates of running a rape ring or a child sex ring or something. Of course, no legal charges have been filed because it turns out it was all bullshit. Nothing has been done legally. I mean, but does YouTube mean they can actually ban him simply because the accusation is out there? We're living in, this is cancel culture, and this is the ugly side of cancel culture because this is guilty until proven innocent kind of thing. And unfortunately, with some of these charges, you can't just go out and prove yourself innocent. It's, it's impossible to do. So this is very scary. This is one of the reasons why I do not publish on YouTube anymore. I, can't, I haven't published in YouTube in, in probably a year, over a year, because I don't see the point. Because YouTube, if they like what I say, they'll like what I say. If they don't like what I say, they'll ding me. So that's half the reason I don't. I don't even. I don't even watch YouTube anymore. I go straight to Rumble. Okay, so let's get to dumbasses of the day. So a couple of these dumbasses of the day. This comes from. Uh, our politicians, our strong-minded, literate politicians out there. First one, of course, we got to have this. It's Joe Biden. And Joe Biden seems to be having a struggle with the teleprompter again because he can't seem to get anything out. And if this weren't so sad, this would be hysterical. Oh, I'm sorry, it's hysterical. Yes, it's sad that to, to watch... Any other old man, this would be sad to watch. It's not sad to watch from this old man because he's a terrible human being. But you can sit there and he's got a speech and uh, he just loses it. And see if you can understand anything that he, Joe Biden is actually saying to the UN, by the way. A UN in which he got a standing ovation after this speech. And I saw the speech. There was no reason to give him a standing ovation, but they did. Let's listen to him mumble on. Now, even as we evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. Did you understand a bloody thing he said? Of course you didn't. No one could. Matter of fact, if you listen carefully to that little clip, you can hear someone laughing in the audience. Because it's funny that this guy is the president of the United States. It's funny, and it's kind of sick. It's kind of sick. And, of course, he talked about climate change. That's what he talks about. He didn't talk about anything relevant or anything that matters. He didn't talk about, you know, people really struggling. He didn't talk about inflation. He didn't talk about any of that. It's always climate. Everything is about climate change now. And there's a reason everything's about climate change right now. Everything is about climate change because he's failed everywhere else. There's no What's he going to talk about? His foreign policy? He's going to talk about how good the United States is doing. You'll remember in 2018, he also made, uh, Donald Trump made a speech in front of the UN. And Donald Trump was talking about how well the United States was doing. 
and how they were going to force other countries to start putting in their fair share, those globalist countries like Germany and Britain and countries like that, France. And then what did they do? They laughed at him. And of course, the United States was in the strongest position. He didn't have to talk about climate change. You know why? He had victories. He had victories at home. That doesn't mean I, I want to vote for Donald Trump. I'm not. I don't want to vote for Donald Trump. I don't want him as president. I'll vote for him if he wins the nomination, but I will not vote for him during the nomination process. But the reality is, he ran a good country. And he was able to brag about that country, and, they, and the UN just laughed at him. Meanwhile, Joe Biden is talking bullshit about the climate again. And it's the only thing they're talking about now. That is all they are talking about now is climate. And they give him a standing ovation. Because he's a uh, he's a globalist and he likes what what he likes talking about climate and he doesn't have anything else to talk about. Okay, here is uh, here is John Fetterman. He he is at the UAW strike, the United Auto Workers strike, and he's got some real words of wisdom here. And of course, John Fetterman he's no better than Biden. The guy can't get three words out of his pie hole without without effing it up. And he does so here. I bet the UAW was thrilled to have him. By the way, we'll talk about the UAW in a few minutes. i got some definite things to talk about when it comes to them. Uh, so here he is giving his advice. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water... Uh, ski behind it you know i mean it's just crazy you know i don't know what's crazy is that this jerk off got elected to be a senator from pennsylvania i just incredible what what we are doing in this country is just now i'm not a fan of Mehmet Oz. don't get me wrong but how can the people of pennsylvania actually in good conscience vote for this guy he's completely gone and by the way, he's not—he's not harmless. He's a far—he's a—he's a communist. He's a far leftist. He's a communist. He's never held a real job. He's never succeeded in a real job. This first job this guy got was lieutenant governor of the state of Pennsylvania. It's not even an electable position. That's his first job he's ever gotten. The guy's never worked. I just incredible. Okay, and I do have one dumbass of the day because I figured we've got to have a dumbass of the day that you can actually understand. Here's a guy talking about parental rights. This is from Libs of TikTok. So this is some r random guy. His name on TikTok is Stu from Hamont. I don't know who he is. Uh, so here he is talking about parental rights. And of course, he's a teacher. So let's listen. No such thing as parental rights. It's not recognized in law, it's not in the charter, doesn't exist. Children's rights, however, are recognized and have been for a very long time. Parents have responsibility, which is recognized in the law, but no rights. If your child does not want to tell you something about them, that's your problem, not the government's, not the school system's. Maybe you should ask yourself why your child might not want to tell you whatever it is your conspiracy brain thinks that they should have to. When I hear assholes like this, I just become enraged. Now, by the way, this guy, I, I'm sure he doesn't have any kids. Because there's no way a woman is going to touch this guy. No way. So, big talk, his only kids are the kids in classrooms and they're not his kids. Second off, um, yeah, no, the Constitution is pretty clear. Parents do have rights. Uh, you know who doesn't have rights? Kids. And as far as this jerk-off talking about, well, if kids aren't telling you something, that's your, a you problem, and it's for you to deal with, and your conspiracy-addled mind. Well, here's something that's really bizarre. Kids don't tell you lots of things. It's called lying. If a kid steals a cookie from the cookie jar, guess what? They're not going to tell you they did it. That is part of being a parent, is to make them tell the truth. That's part of being a parent. This asshole here, yeah, he doesn't know any of that. Do you know why he doesn't know any of that? Because he doesn't have any kids. I find it absolutely amazing 
to hear these people, well, there's nothing in the Constitution that, that you have the right over your kids. No, that's, yeah, part life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that's all part, part and parcel of it. What it doesn't say in the Constitution is that the kids are part of the school system. Nowhere does it say in the Constitution that you can take your kids away. As a matter of fact, last I checked, kids were... Uh, I'm not going to say that. Forget that. But the fact of the matter is, all I know in the Constitution, kids have no rights. Because until they're 18. That is in the Constitution. It's kind of an arbitrary number, but it's, it's in the Constitution. And who has the rights of the children? In law are the parents, not the state. Infuriating... I mean, if I saw this guy and he said this shit to me, I'd probably knock him on his ass. Knock him on his fat, Marxist beard ass. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And by the way, here's the big question. What makes you think the state can raise your kid better than you? I mean, the state does everything so well. So a bunch of school teachers that have absolutely no skin in the game raising your kid, not telling you what's going on in your kid's life. This guy cares about that kid more than you do? More than the parent? Please. I think not. This fat ass is going to go in, eat his ice cream, and play his Xbox when he gets home from school. Meanwhile, when the kids get home, we're going to be dealing with our kids. Not this jerk-off. Alright, so that's our dumbass of the That is our dumbass of the day. All right, um, so in our first story, so the UN had a big meeting yesterday, and it was, again, focused on climate change. I was going to say focused on the war between Russia and Ukraine, but it really wasn't. Voldemort Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, again showed up and wearing khakis, as he usually does. Uh, I got to tell you something. This guy acts like he's actually carrying an M16 and fighting the Russians himself. Last I heard, he is nowhere near any of the battlefields. Why this guy can't show up to a formal event wearing a suit, I don't know. And he seems to be able to travel in and out of Ukraine with no issue. All politicians and actors seem to be traveling in and out of Ukraine with no issue. So that basically leads me to believe, and of course, we can't say, we're not allowed to say this. It leads me to believe that this jerk-off, that the Ukraine war probably isn't quite as bad as that. Yes, thousands of people are dying and all, but it's not affecting the elitists in Ukraine. Because, I don't know, Sean Penn can fly to Ukraine and it's no problem. For some reason, the uh, leader of the teachers' union, why she's going over there, I don't know, uh, can land in Ukraine and it's no big deal. They're not taking trains, by the way. They're, they're actually flying in. So maybe it's not as bad. But here's something that's really amazing. So they've got this terrible war going on in Ukraine. Voldemort Zelensky, and I put that in scare quotes because I don't know what's going on in Ukraine, and I don't think anybody does. Here's Voldemort Zelensky talking about the war in Ukraine, and he brings up something that's kind of curious. Let's listen. Even though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives, this means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life, and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. And when people in the streets of New York and other cities of the world went out on climate protest, we all have seen them. And when people in Morocco and Libya and other countries die as a result of natural disasters, and when islands and countries disappear underwater, and when tornadoes and deserts are spreading into, into new territories, and when all of this is happening, one unnatural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war and kill tens of thousands of people. We have to stop it. We must act united to defeat the aggressor and focus all our capabilities and energy on addressing these challenges. 
as nukes are restrained. Likewise, the aggressor must be restrained and all his tools and methods of war. Each war now can become final, but it takes our unity to make sure that aggression will not break in again. And it is not a dialogue between the so-called great powers somewhere behind the closed doors that can guarantee us all the new wars era, but open war of all nations for peace. This guy's a complete bullshit artist. A complete bullshit artist. You can almost hear in his... And let's not forget something. He was an actor and comedian before he became president of Ukraine. There's a tons of videos on Twitter that show him during his show. His show was over the top. And a lot of people say, this is the weirdo that... It, it, his, he was an actor and a comedian. That's what he did. I thought... I, matter of fact, I think some of the videos are actually quite funny. They make a lot of fun of the gay and queer and lesbian shit that this this cunt world is pushing right now. But the reality is this guy was an actor. This guy was a comedian. And you can tell the bullshit he learned during his entertainment days are happening here. I can't believe back in 2017 when Trump was president and he had a completely different demeanor. He had a completely different stance on everything. I actually like this guy. And now that Biden is president and they're at war, suddenly he goes into a completely different direction. He actually seemed like a conservative when he, with Trump. Today he seems like a raving liberal, raving leftist. By the way, here's the thing. Um, the country of Ukraine is not a leftist country. It's actually a very conservative country. So most of the people in that, I mean, they have Nazis. In, that's how right-wing that country is. So half of the things that he's saying, half the bullshit he's spouting, he doesn't even believe. So when he sits there and says, well, the reason Russian attacked is because of climate change, he doesn't believe that. As a matter of fact, if you listen to his speech, he almost sounds like he is choking on those words. He looks like he just can't believe he's even saying this. You watch the video. Go to dumbasstalkingpolitics.com. Look at the video. He, he almost stumbles while he's trying to come out with that crap. But this is what these globalist elitists believe, or at least that's what they're trying to push, that climate change is the root of all evil in the world, including Russia and Libya. He mentioned Libya, Syria. Uh, so those civil wars are because of climate change? Well, that's what he said. That's what he said. And then he's got another uh, thing that uh, a lot of people are wondering about. For some reason, this idiot has found himself a leftist trans cultist, a man who thinks he's a woman. Doesn't This guy doesn't speak any Ukrainian. Going in and being a, being a spokesperson spokesmen for the Ukrainian government. Now, I still question whether this guy is actually a fi an official spokesman or whatever, but he's a far leftist. He's a lunatic. He's got a stupid wig on. He's got fake tits. And he's sitting back and he's, and he's threatening the United States. So here's a, a, a clip of him making an announcement in front... And matter of fact, he was at the UN. He got an award. And all he seems to be doing is pushing leftist talking points. Smearing Republicans in the United States. Now, mind you, this is an American who decided to become a spokesman for Russia, for Ukraine. No one really is sure where this guy got his standing. But here he is on Ukrainian television... Basically dicking Senator J.D. Vance. Because J.D. Vance asked in a letter to the State Department and the Defense Department, who is this freaking guy? And he had a response. So let's listen to that. This is Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo of the Armed Forces of Ukraine. And I'd like to thank the X social media platform for carrying this exclusive message from Kyiv. There has been much discussion recently related to my role within the Armed Forces of Ukraine. Before answering some of the questions put forward by Senator Vance of Ohio, 
I'd like to thank all those in the U.S. who are supporting the Ukrainian people. Without Republicans and Democrats working together on behalf of Ukraine, our growing and unstoppable success on the battlefield, and the inevitable victory it will bring over the Russian invaders, would take significantly longer. The delivery of attackums will further expedite our victory while saving lives and tax dollars in the process. America is once more showing why it's history's greatest republic and the world's lone superpower. And all of us in Ukraine are humbled by the support we're receiving from the American people. Let me also take a moment in my role as spokesperson for the AFU's Territorial Defense Forces to state unequivocally that we in the TDF and across Ukraine believe journalists are heroes and have the right to report on Ukraine's war for liberation without interference. Free speech is the pillar of all democracy. The First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, along with the rest of that sacred document, is ordained by God. The Russian propagandists and war criminals who are spreading lies and pushing false narratives are not journalists. They are information agents in an extension of the Putin-Pogrosian effort to spread chaos and wreak havoc across the globe. In Ukraine, we do not seek vengeance, only justice. Because of this, these enemies of freedom and democracy will have to answer for their crimes in a court of law. Senator Vance recently asked the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, along with the Secretaries of State and Defense, if I was working in some capacity for the American government. Simply put, I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic who was brought from the Zero Line and assigned to the TDF's media team in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst. The remaining speculation surrounding me is disappointing. While in Ukraine we are fighting for global liberty and the ideology of victory, too many in Moscow and across the world are still caught up in focusing on the tired trope of gender chaos. Ukraine is a nation that embraces individual liberty and maintains a devotion to God. The freedom that Ukraine is fighting for is not based on carving out privilege for some, but creating a pathway of prosperity and success founded in hard work and the rule of law for all. It's people like this guy that are creating all the gender chaos. This guy who thinks he's a woman. Uh, and by the way, if I'm on the field and I see this asshole coming up to be my medic, I tell him, let me die. There's just no way I'm going to survive this if you're my medic. Because you don't even know the difference between a man and a woman. And this guy's saying, we, we, we. He's not Ukrainian. He's an American. But to sit back, and he's basically talking about, in this entire speech, he's talking about in order to promote the freedoms of the United States, the freedoms of speech, and he specifically points to speech, he's saying we have to kill disinformation, which means kill speech. So, and we need to throw all those people that say think false things, we need to throw them in prison. You know, you want to go after Putin. Prigozhin is dead, so I don't know why he even brings him up. But you want to kill Putin, you want to put Putin in jail, that's fine. But free speech isn't one of, or speech isn't one of the reasons to put him in jail. But that's what she's talking, he's talking about putting in jail for free speech. Now, I, I'm not going to talk too much about this guy, because this guy is really kind of irrelevant. He's just kind of funny looking. But the question I have is, why is Ukraine doing this? Again, Ukraine is a religious country. They are Orthodox Christians. So they are extremely religious. Why are they talking about climate change? Why are they talking... In very conservative country, by the way. Why are they talking about climate change and allowing a, tra a, a dude who thinks he's a woman to speak for them? Well, the answer is very simple. Money, 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 money. Uh, Vlad Voldemort Zelensky went to the United States yesterday not to speak about freedom and all that bullshit. He went to ask for another $24 billion. And he knows that if he promotes this shit, he is going to he is going to get it. And this is why I don't want to give money to these people anymore. These guys are grifters. Where is all this money going? Because it's not just money because we're giving the money and if he was building bullet building weapons with that money, I'd say great. That's not what he's doing. 
Not only are we sending $24 billion in cash over there, or will be, because I'm sure we're going to be, he's getting all sorts of arms and ammunition to the point that we are short on arms and ammunition in this country. We're arming them and giving them money. What exactly are they doing with this money? But of course, no one knows. No one's accountable. But as long as he's got a dude that thinks he's a chick announcing for him, that's fine. As long as Volodymyr Zelensky goes out there and says climate change, climate change, sun monster, that's all fine. They'll give him whatever he wants. It's complete and utter bullshit. Okay, let's get to this next part here. Now, we did not talk about the UAW strike, the United Auto Workers strike. And we probably should because since most of us drive cars, this is going to be a real problem for us when our car breaks down and we need to get a new one. So according to the Daily Wire, the United Auto Workers announced a strike against Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis, which is Chrysler, as a union demands higher wages and economic and social justice. So you know right off the bat, when they say that, economic and social justice, they're, quote, fighting the good fight, end quote, and they should win. All right, so about 13,000 auto workers stopped working as picketing began outside the Ford factory in Wayne, Michigan, a GM assembly plant in Wentzville, Missouri, and a Solanus plant in Jeep, uh, Solanus Jeep plant in Toledo, Ohio. You know, the last thing Michigan needs with their economy is people not working again. The strike comes weeks after negotiations between the union and leadership at the automakers. Now, mind you, this negotiations have been going on for over a year. They've been going on. This is the strike happened last week. It's still going. It happened this weekend, past weekend. It's still going, and there does not look like there's any agreement coming in sight. And there's reason it doesn't look like there's going to be any agreements is because what the auto union is asking for is completely asinine. And there is no way any company can do the do this without going bankrupt. Stellantis, there is no way it'll go bankrupt. It's, and Chrysler is already a mess. They were bought out by Stellantis, and they are not getting any better. So what is the union asking for? A 40% raise. 40% raise. So if I make $10, I will make $15. By the way, these assholes are not making $10 an hour. To put a rivet into a car, these guys are making $30 to $40 an hour. And they want, what, another $20 an hour? They want pensions-based pay raises. Okay? Uh, not pension-based, excuse me. They want inflation-based pay raises. So, every quarter, they want their salaries looked at, they want it compared to inflation, and then they want pay raises based on inflation. Yeah, that's going to work out the way Joe Biden's going. They want benefits, all benefits, including pension plans, distributed equally. So someone who's been there for 15 minutes gets the same pension plan as somebody who's been there for 20 years. That They say that would raise the hourly rate per employee to about $70 an hour. One of the reasons they lower, the they wait until someone has some has some time in is because it's too expensive now they want everyone getting the same thing the second they walk in $70 an hour per employee yeah that's not going to happen or they're going to raise cars cars are going to be $100,000 a piece and this is the big one they want a 32 out they want to work 32 hours a week but still be paid for 40 hours so they want to get 20%, they want to work 20% less, but still get paid for that 20%. Yeah, none of that's going to work. The the people I I got some bad news to you. The owners, ownership of these groups, Ford, Chrysler, Ford, Stellantis and GM, yeah, they still have people they have to account to. CEOs have to make profits. CEOs have shareholders they have to deal with. Yeah, none of this is going to go. It, it can't. It won't. Right now, everyone's complaining that cars cost, what is it? Cars cost, there, there's 
10% of the market is cars under $30,000, prepare to see that go way down. Prepare to see a Ford Fiesta at $60,000 if this goes through. This is not going to happen. And Ford no and, and 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 the UAW knows it, but they know they've got Joe Biden. They got a heel on Joe Biden's balls and he's going to have to do something. Probably guarantee that if the the company goes bankrupt, they'll be they will actually be bailed out by the US government. That's what they're waiting for. The UAW is counting on it. The corporations are waiting for Biden to say this, and Biden will say this in order to stop this strike. But as of right now, this strike is not is not going anywhere. All right. I, I swear to you. And then any company that sits there and says, hey, by the way, the employees are getting none, nothing out of this. The employees really are not winning here. Because all those money, all that money from the raises is just going straight back to the unions. All this is crap. This UAW, along with the teachers' union, just destroy it. Just you know what I would do? I would do what Reagan did. Okay, you guys come back to work. You guys got one week to come back to work. You don't come back back to work, you're fired. And then just start bringing in people. Yeah, it's going to take a while to retraining, but start bringing in people. Break the union. You know who's winning here? Elon Musk. It's very possible a Tesla is going to be cheaper than a Ford Fiesta. Can you believe that? Of course, one of the things that you got to look at is, oh, suddenly Tesla is being investigated for criminal malpractice. Right now, Elon Musk is being investigated for using company funds to build one of his houses. Where did that come from? SpaceX is being investigated for not hiring enough illegal aliens? Where did that come from? The fact of the matter is, Elon Musk, who doesn't have a union shop, is now competing against all these union shops, and they don't like it. The last time when, when Tesla was looking at creating a union, he blew that out of the water. He said there's no way that's going to happen. And one of his main excuses for not doing it is, you guys are already paid a lot. If you're good at your job, you'll get paid very well at Tesla. If you don't do well, we reserve the right to fire you. So, it's a real, real freaking mess. All right, so let's get to California. And yeah, I'm probably going to run a little late today because there are two more stories I have to get to. So California is doing their darndest to nationalize all business. They really are going for it. So according to Fox Business, the new AB 1228 legislation has been voted into law that will result in a devastating financial blow to California McDonald's franchises at a projected annual cost of $250,000 per McDonald's restaurant. The advocacy group representing more than 1,000 McDonald's franchises said in a memo obtained by Fox Business, quote, the cost simply cannot be absorbed by the current business model, by most current business models, end quote. Now, you may say to yourself, what the hell does California want to do? Well, this is what the bill wants to do. One, it would raise the minimum wage for fast food workers at tw- to $20 an hour. Remember the meme back back when they wanted to raise minimum wage to, to $15 an hour or to $12 an hour? Everyone was sitting back and saying, well, why don't you just raise it to $30? Why don't you raise it to $100 an hour? Well, that's exactly what they're doing. Can you imagine a McDonald's worker owning, earning $20 an hour? I can tell you what, they better not F up your freaking order. And they always will. You're going to need a master's degree to flip burgers at McDonald's soon because that's what they're going to demand at $20 an hour. And by the way, how is $20 an hour going to fix inflation? Number two, it would apply restaurants with at least 60 locations, except this would apply to restaurants with at least 60 locations nationwide, except for restaurants that make and sell their own bread. Okay, um, 
here's the thing. California is basically shutting down the small business. Okay, only small McDonald's are going to live in California. If you have a business, and this is, this is serious, you want management that runs 60 businesses or more in California. You know why? It means their business model and management model are excellent. They're successful. They make money. You want those people in California. You don't want the small companies or the 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 small companies that may not be beginning, that may not know what they're doing, actually running business in California. You want the big businesses. But what they're doing here is they're closing businesses in California that, that are successful. And meanwhile, the small businesses, yes, they're not affected now. They will be. You think this is going to stop at, at businesses, at McDonald's that have 60 franchises or more nationwide? No, it won't. This will apply to the mom-and-pop McDonald's that a guy spent his entire life savings to buy this franchise, and he owns one store. This will affect him eventually. And finally, in the most grotesque example, it would also create a 10-person council to govern fast food chains and set guidelines for working conditions and wages. Wow, a 10-person council. Sounds kind of like the Politburo that the Soviet Union had, doesn't it? This is pure communism. I'm sorry, this is the Politburo. And by the way, that 10-person council, I guarantee you not one of them will have run a restaurant. This is pure communism. This is something to just destroy business in California. And there's a reason they're doing this. This is not an accident. California wants to get rid of business. They want free enterprise out of California. They don't want McDonald's in California. This is not an accident. This is all on purpose. And when California turns into the shithole that it's going to be, worse than the shithole it is now, they will do what Chicago is going to do. That'll be our next story. Because here's the thing, crime, not an accident. Drug use, not an accident. Nordstrom's, uh, Walmart leaving California, closing in California, none of that's an accident. It's all on purpose because they've got an end goal. The ends justify the means. Closing of these businesses has an end goal. There is a means for this. They have a reason they're doing this. Finishing the article, when signing the original version of the legislation, California Governor Gavin Newsom said, California, quote, California is committed to ensuring that men and women who have helped, ch- helped build our world-class economy are able to share in the state's prosperity. Today's action gives the hardworking fast food workers a stronger voice and a seat at the table to set fair wages and critical health and safety standards across the industry. Here's a newsflash. These guys did nothing. The guy flipping your... F- effing burgers at McDonald's did nothing to build that McDonald's. He didn't put in any of his... Yes, he's, he works there. He gets paid to work there. If he doesn't like getting what he makes there, he can quit. But he gets paid to work there. He has put none of his capital into that business. He did not build the business. He took no risks in that business. Workers did not build McDonald's. I'm sorry, they did not. They didn't even make the recipes for the effing burgers. They did not. And I am sick and freaking tired of hearing how it is all the workers that created the... That is pure Marxist capitalist bullshit and it's all bullshit. They try this shit all over the world and it never works. And this stuff, it's the same thing because there are 99% workers and 1% of the guy who's got the balls to put his capital on the line. And that guy who puts his balls on the line to give these 20 people jobs to flip burgers, he's evil. He's the bad guy. Another thing that people seem to forget, Gavin Newsom seems to forget, McDonald's throughout the history has not been a place for a career. Unless you're a manager at McDonald's, you're making good money as a manager, this has been a place for you to gain the experience 
to become successful. I started my, my life, my work life, I started at McDonald's. I worked there for a year. It was the worst effing job I ever had. I earned $3.35 an hour. When I got a raise, I went, my raise was $3.45 an hour. I quit the job. I got a better job that paid more money per hour. Guess what? That's how it works for a kid. McDonald's is made for teenagers. It's not made for 40-year-old adults. It's not there to support a family flipping burgers. If you are 40 years old and still at McDonald's flipping burgers, guess whose problem that is? That is your problem. And I'll go a step further. You obviously didn't build McDonald's. Because if you don't have the attitude that you're going to improve yourself, there's no way we can give you credit for building a McDonald's. You don't even have the determination to go out there and improve yourself. You're improving McDonald's? F you. Now, in our last story today, and I know I'm running late, but I, I, this, this, all, all of this, all of this is related, relation, related. This is all done on purpose. I need to make very clear. California is trying to become a shithole. They're trying to get business out of California. They want private business out of California. They want high crime. They want drug. They want homelessness. They want businesses closing. San Francisco is not an accident. All this stuff is on purpose. Why? Because this is straight out of the communist playbook. This is, this is what China did. This is what the Soviet Union did. This is what Cuba did. This is what Venezuela did. And apparently, Chicago has decided they are there for the next step. According to the post-millennial, all, uh, here, oops, sorry. According to the post-millennial, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson has revealed that the city will be partnering with Economic Security Project, another government entity, to explore the creation of a government-owned grocery store in order to assist, quote, historically underserved communities, end quote. In other words, they want to create bread lines. This is exactly what they did in the Soviet Union, China, Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea. This is pure communism. Quote, all, Chicago, all Chicagoans deserve to live near convenient, affordable, healthy grocery options. We know access to grocery stores is already a challenge for many res residents, especially on the south and west sides, said Mayor Brandon Johnson, according to his press release. A better, stronger, a better, stronger, safer future is one where our youth and our communities have access to the tools and resources they need to thrive. My administration is committed to advancing innovative, whole-of-government approaches to address inequities. I am proud to work alongside partners to take this step in envisioning what a municipally-owned grocery store in Chicago would look like. Yeah, you want to know what they look like? Go to Cuba. I mean, it's right. It's 27 miles from the United States. Just go to Cuba. Breadlines. Remember Bernie Sanders said, well, breadlines, they're good. It means people are getting food. No, they have to wait in line to get bread. And that's if there's still bread left. By the way, North Korea has a ton of municipally owned uh, grocery stores. They just have no food in them. No one goes because there's no food. And the stores that actually do have food, only the elites in North Korea can afford it. Johnson released, note, uh, released noted it aims to promote food equity. Of course, always equity, always justice, always justice. And, you know, justice is where the poor have to wait in line for bread and maybe they'll get some. And the rich have to wait in line for bread and maybe they get some. Well, I mean, that's where you get to the Ayn Rand, Atlas Shrugged version of an economy where the rich just leave and then everybody's poor. Uh, well, so Johnson's release noted it aims to promote food equity and that estimates, estimates from the U.S. Department of Agriculture 
found that 63.5% of residents in West Inglewood and 52% of residents in East Garfield Park live more than a half a mile from the nearest grocery store, whereas in West Town, less than 1% of residents experienced this barrier of food access. Do you know why there are no stores in those areas that they're a mile away? Because they've been closing stores. Because of crime in those... I, I'm familiar with those two areas. You do not walk in those areas. The crime is horrendous. And that's when I lived in Chicago. The last time I went to Chicago was probably about 10 years ago. And it was bad then. It's worse now with this defund the police movement. These stores are closing because they can't stay open because of the crime. So, yeah, well, there's a reason those stores are gone because this same Brandon Johnson and that asshole Lori Lightfoot, they've been kicking people out. They've been making sure these businesses close. This is what California is doing. They want this. They want business. They want Walmart gone. Let Walmart go to the dirty old Republican. Yeah, that's what they want. So remember this. So be prepared. In Chicago, we are looking for, in order for food equity, we are looking at bread lines. That's essentially what Chicago is heading. That's where, that's where Chicago w- wants to develop right now. That's where California is heading. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. Hey, visit my, uh, go to dumbass, uh, type in dumbasses talking politics in Rumble and take a look. I've been uploading videos. I've got three new videos. I hope you guys have a great day. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.